Hi, Rabbi Judy here with Masechet of Vodazara, Perak Hey, Mishnah Tet, dedicated towards the merit of complete recovery for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mindel. So, picking up on the prior Mishnah and the discussion of the idea that idolatrous wine does not, I, I'm going to say it doesn't nullify or it does not easily nullify, there are differences between, as we saw, when the thing that's being nullified is being put into the thing that is nullifying it versus when the thing that's be, that you would think is okay is being put into the thing that is forbidden and it causes everything else to become forbidden. Uh, there are also differences whether something is ascertainable, whether it can be tasted or seen, etc. This mission is going to list a series of items. So just take it that when we say that they're not nullified, I mean, they're not nullified as long as they are standalone items. It's possible if they actually get blended in to one larger mass. Some of them may be nullified in some cases. That's just not our topic for right now. So these are things from any benefit, not just from actual usage or worship, God forbid, but actually from any benefit at all. And as a standalone item mixed in with identical items would make everything forbidden because you don't know what's what and you might be using the forbidden standalone item. Namely, ye nesach, okay, idolatrous wine, already dealt with that. Vavodazara, idolatry. If you have a statue, and the statue is a worshipped statue, and it's mixed in a bunch, a bun- among a bunch of other non-worshipped statues. I don't know about you, but when I go down to the Dead Sea, if you ever, you know, leave Jerusalem on uh, on the highway to go down to the Dead Sea, on the left going towards the Dead Sea, there are these huge stands selling statues and pottery and ceramic ducks. I don't really understand. I, I, I can't figure out how these people make a living selling statues and pottery ceramic ducks because who goes down to the Dead Sea and says, hey, I'm going to go for a swim and maybe a hike, and while we're down there, we'll pick up a ceramic duck. Or, I don't know, I'm thinking about getting a statue. Hey, that's a good place to get a statue. I've got room in my car. I'm coming back to the Dead Sea. Let's just pick up a few statues. Lots of garden gnomes also. I'm not really sure that I understand the business model, but that having been said, you have this place full of all these statues... And then there's one that is actually worshipped and is an idol. So even though it's one in many, it is a standalone item within this larger group. It does not get nullified when you have 60 or 100 statues. It's forbidden. Orolavuvin. Orolavuvin are hides, uh, skins of animals that you find and they have, you know, if you find an animal hide, so it's not kosher, but find an animal hide, you can make uh, boots out of it or something. However, if it has a tear right near where the heart is, those become forbidden because it's presumed to have been used for idolatrous purposes. I don't know if you've ever seen Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It was the second Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford. Scared the living daylights out of me as a kid. It was actually one of the movies that I think brought on the PG-13 rating. Scared scared me to no end. In there, they had this idolatrous priest who, like, reaches in and pulls out. These were hearts taken from living animals. While the animal's alive, they would take it out. So he reaches in, and he takes these living hearts and does this whole procedure. I don't know. Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song claims that uh, Harrison Ford had a uh, Jewish grandparent. So I don't know that he was learning Mishnah or Steven Spielberg was learning Mishnah to prepare for that movie. They may have been studying idolatrous practices. I always thought this was just, like, a thing in the movie. Turns out it was actually a thing that idolaters did to take out the heart from a living animal. Uh, and if you find the tear in the skin right there, you have to figure this animal was used for idolatry, and thus is the hide is forbidden even if it's mixed into hundreds or thousands of other hides as long as it's a standalone piece that's mixed in. Shorhaniskal. Shorhaniskal is, for example, it's an animal that's going to be stoned to death. For example, an animal that has been murderous. 
Um, you have an ox. It's not Ferdinand having a good day. It's rather a, uh, an ox that's gone wild and it's killed people. The animal's put to death. There's no benefit allowed from that. The owner doesn't get to like now eat it or, or you know, I mean, it wouldn't be shechted, but like you'll feed the meat to dogs or, or use the leather. Uh-uh, nothing there. And it gets mixed in. They're all forbidden. Egla Arufa. Egla Arufa is the topic of the ninth parak of uh, Masechet Sota. It comes up, I believe, in Parshat... Shoftim, maybe Kitetz, I think it's Shoftim, where the Torah talks about if there's a murder outside a city, then we measure to the nearest city, and the elders of that city take an egla, take a calf out to a dry riverbed nearby. They basically behead it and make the declaration. It's, it's some sort of like a, a sin offering of sorts, unusual sort, uh, in which they say, we didn't have a guest come to our town and not make sure that they got food and water and safe lodging and directions for where to go, that they now on the road got killed. We usually we escort them, we direct them, we're there with them. And so we, we are not responsible for the fact that this person got killed. This wasn't because on our careful. But that, that body of the cow is totally not usable for anything uh, of personal benefit. It gets mixed in with others. They're all forbidden. Tzipori Mitzorah, the bird offerings brought by a person with Tzara'at, that spiritual manif- the physical manifestation of a spiritual malady that we call Tzara'at. It's not really leprosy, but as part of their process, a Mitzorah brings two birds. Those birds are not used for benefit for anything. Sa'ar Nazir, a Nazir, a Nazirite, a man or woman takes a vow to be a Nazir, and then they're, they're not allowed to shave or cut their hair for a while. When their vow is up, they cut their hair. That hair cannot be made into a shaitol, into a wig, or used for anything else. It's totally not usable, and it gets mixed in. They're all forbidden. Petra Chamor. Petra Chamor is the firstborn of a donkey, has to be redeemed. Usually, firstborn animals go to the mikdash, uh, the bed of mikdash. The firstborn donkey cannot; it's not a kosher animal. It has to be redeemed. Until it's redeemed, that firstborn is not usable for anything. If it gets mixed in with others, can't use any of them. Basar bechalav, meat and dairy. Okay, can't. It's not just a question of not eating it. Can't benefit from it. Uh, can't you know, own a store that's selling it or uh, use it as a skin lotion or something? I don't know. Make quite a good skin lotion, but you get the idea. Seir mishtaleach. There's a question whether this should be in the Mishnah. I see that it's, it's, it's parenthetical in my Mishnah, but that would be the, the goat on Yom Kippur that gets sent out to Azazel and tossed off a cliff. Chulin shenishchatu ba'azara. A non-korban animal that gets shechted, it gets slaughtered in the temple precincts. It's not supposed to be. It's not a sacrifice, but if it gets done, it's totally not usable. If it's meat, get mixed in with, uh, with other meat and still standalone item. They are all forbidden. These things are not only forbidden, they also everything else, even a little bit in a lot, as long as it's a standalone item, everything here is forbidden.